If you keep refreshing the website to see if I've updated iRe Direct, go ahead and click subscribe. The Grow From Your Heart podcast starts now. Rasta Jeff, you bad motherfucker. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Rasta Jeff. This is episode 816 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. I've got a fun show lined up for us. In this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about a vacation I recently took. Then we're going to talk a little bit about adjusting our grow room for the upcoming winter conditions. If you live in the United States, we are now shifting from that warm summer season to the cooler fall season, so it is time to make some adjustments in the grow. We'll talk more about that in just a minute. I want to start the show by talking about a little vacation that I got to take. Last week, I got to go to Las Vegas and see a festival called Skankfest. Let me explain. Skankfest is not exactly what it sounds like, but it is close to what it sounds like. I am a big fan of a podcast called The Legion of Skanks. Legion of Skanks is one of my favorite podcasts. It is hosted by Louis J. Gomez, Big J. Okerson, and Dave Smith. A lot of times they have a lot of great comedians as guests on their podcast. Most of the time it's uh, East Coast Comics. Uh, those guys aren't as gentle and fluffy as some of the other guys. I like the rude, crass humor that these guys put out. So the Legion of Skanks threw a festival called Skankfest. This was their seventh Skankfest they've thrown. This was the second one that happened in Las Vegas. And when I saw the lineup, I knew that I had to go to this party. Skankfest was amazing. I could start listing comedians that were there and I'm going to miss a bunch, but some of the comedians that were there that you may have heard of are Louis J. Gomez, uh, Big J. Okerson, Dave Smith, uh, Mark Norman, Joe DeRosa, Joe List, and then there were old school comedians like somebody you may have heard of. There was a lady named Roseanne Barr. That's right, Roseanne from TV fame. Uh, she was there. She did some stand-up comedy. She was a guest on the Legion of Skanks live podcast. It was amazing to see Roseanne there. Uh, Dr. Drew was there. Dr. Drew did the Dr. Drew After Dark podcast. Also, you guys, there was a wrestling match. There was a mixed martial arts match during Skankfest during the day. During that match, the competitors were blindfolded and wearing shock collars, and the controllers of the shock collars were given to random members of the audience, and then the guys were put into a, a boxing ring, and they were fighting a sort of Royal Rumble style, about seven on seven, a bunch of dudes just fighting until people gave up. Uh, they were in the ring blindfolded, wearing shock collars, doing a mixed martial arts match. It was every bit as chaotic and entertaining as it does sound, but for that event, Dr. Drew Pinsky did sing the national anthem. We all might not know that Dr. Drew is an amazing opera singer, but Dr. Drew, the guy from Loveline, the guy that teaches us about problems with our pecker and all kinds of weird sexual talk, that guy is an amazing opera singer. So he opened the uh, Ellis Mania fights with the national anthem, and he did an amazing job. So big shout out to our buddy, Dr. Drew. Also, Ron White was there. I'm not sure if you guys know Ron White or Tater Salad. Uh, he was not on the schedule, but I was in a room watching comedy, was waiting for another comedian to come on, and the host said, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special surprise for you. Ron White. And Ron White came out and did several minutes of amazing comedy. Uh, had me laughing. Is that my ass off? That was a great time. Also, Sam Talent was there. Sam Talent is an amazing up-and-coming comic. Um, I think he's super popular in the Colorado region. He's becoming more and more popular uh, day by day. He's been on Joe Rogan, so he's definitely expanding. But Sam Talent was there. He was amazing. Uh, Tim Dillon was there. You guys, I could list comedians all weekend. There were so many people there. Jeremiah Watkins, 
Um, who else was there that I was just trying to think of? Josh Potter was there. Brandon Schaub and Brian Callen were there. Uh, it was a great time. Everybody would perform on these little theater stages. And then after they performed, they were just hanging out in the hallways with us. So uh, I was rubbing elbows and fist bumping and smoking joints allegedly with a lot of the uh, my favorite comedians. So Skankfest was an amazing time. Uh, there were seven different stages and there was comedy or a podcast happening on every stage at every time. And then they built that boxing ring outside. They did some mixed martial arts. There were a couple other things that happened out there. There was a booty cheek slapping contest. You guys know they do the, uh, the face slap competitions on ESPN. Now they stand there and they take turns slapping each other in the face. They had some pretty girls do butt cheek slap competitions. Skankfest was everything you can imagine it would be. So I think I rambled on enough about Skankfest. I could go on all weekend talking about the party, about the festival. It was amazing. Uh, make sure you check out, if you watch uh, Legion of Skanks podcast, make sure you check out the recap episodes that they're posting up on YouTube. Look for all the footage. It was an amazing time. And if you're a Legion of Skanks fan and you were not at Skankfest this year, I look forward to hanging out with you next year because I will definitely be there. Also, if we made friends at Skankfest this year, bro, thanks for hanging out. Every person that I met and hung out with, if it was a five-minute interaction or all weekend long, thank you guys. I had an amazing time at Skankfest with my new friends and old friends that I found there. Speaking of old friends, you guys may have seen the photo. Uh, I did run into uh, our friend Daz from Night Owl and his lovely partner in crime, Miss Maddie. Uh, shout out to those two beautiful folks for hanging out with me. I did post a picture of myself and Daz from Night Owl, and it got a lot of response. And yes, all of the assumptions you made from that photo are completely accurate. Look for Night Owl Irie Genetics projects in the future, but it will be a while. The most I can say right now is that the F1s have been made, and in the future, there will be some stuff from Night Owl and Irie Genetics. All right, I think that's all I've got to talk about Skankfest. Uh, let me talk a little bit more about comedy festivals, because when I came back from Skankfest, I had tickets to see Burt Kreischer, Big J Okerson, and Dan Soder at Red Rocks. That was an amazing show. Uh, it was weird to think about comedians playing at a 10,000-seat venue, uh, but man, they got a party going. They bring DJ Sypha Sounds, who's famous in New York. Uh, Sypha Sounds gets the party going. Uh, he plays a bunch of great music. Um, he played good music for the crowd. It's a bunch of white people music for a bunch of white people, but DJ Sypha sounds got us dancing. It was a good time. And then Dan Soder came out, did about 10 minutes of amazing comedy. His set was awesome. Big J Okerson came out. You could tell that Big J was still fried from Skankfest. We both had Skankfest voice and energy. It was like we both needed a nap, but it was well worth it. Then after Big J crushed the stage for a few minutes, Burt Kreischer came out and did an amazing set. Uh, he did a full comedy show and then told the machine story. And in the machine story, he interrupted himself to tell other stories and other jokes. Uh, Bert was lighting joints and passing them to the crowd. It was a really good time. So um, you guys, if you can go see live comedy, I highly recommend it. That's some of my favorite shit to do. I want to see you at Skankfest next year. And if you're going to any upcoming comedy shows, message me. Maybe we can smoke out front if you're at any shows in Colorado. It's probably the Paramount Theater or uh, Comedy Works, message me. Maybe we'll get to catch up and smoke. All right, I feel like I covered all of the stuff about Skankfest. I want to look at my notes. Saw Burt Kreischer. Oh, it says here, I got sick. Bro, um, I did not do any crazy drugs. I didn't do anything weird in Las Vegas, but I came back sick as shit. I had a major sinus infection. I had a chest congestion problem. So if I do sound a little shitty here on the podcast, I apologize. I can hear it in my nose just a little bit, uh, but I'm not going to let that slow me down. It took me 
uh, several days to get my shit back in action here. So uh, this is going to be a short podcast, not a lot of details, and we're not going to talk too much about uh, highly detailed growing because my voice may not be well, and I don't want to waste a good show with a crappy voice. All right. That's enough about Skankfest. Um, yeah, shouts out, shout outs to everybody that I hung out with. If it was a comedian, if it was a civilian, an old friend, a new friend, uh, Daz from Mephisto, Maddie from Mephisto, all the crew from Comedy Works. When I showed up, so I got off the plane, I went to my hotel, dropped off my bags, put on some clean clothes, uh, and then I thought, I'm going to go out to Fremont Street and see what's going on. And I was on Fremont Street for 20 minutes walking, and I heard several dudes yell, Rasta Jeff. And I was like, well, this is weird because I'm not in Denver. In Denver, that would be normal. Uh, I was in Las Vegas, and people are screaming my name. And I looked back, and it's the crew from Comedy Works. So big shout out to my boys from Comedy Works. They were all there waiting to hang out. I just kind of buddied up with them and partnered up with those guys for Thursday evening, and they made it a really good time. So shout out to all the friends at Skankfest, new friends, old friends, uh, friends that remember me, and friends that have no idea they met me. You guys, Skankfest is great. Uh, There are people there that are sober and there are people there that are the exact opposite and everything in between good times. All right, that is enough talking about Skankfest. There's one more thing I want to cover before we talk about winter adjustments in our grow space. In this podcast, I have been giving away free seeds. That's right. I have a website, iregenetics.com. If you go to my website, On the top, there's a row of tabs. One of those says grow help or questions. If you click on that tab, you are given the opportunity to ask me a grow question, something about your garden, something about your plants. Maybe it's something about consumption or cannabis culture. Get creative. Send me a question. If I read your question here on the podcast, that means that you will win a free pack of Irie Genetics Premium Seeds. At this time, I do feel like I have sent prizes to everybody who has won seeds on the podcast, but I am not perfect. I make mistakes. Shit slips through the cracks. If you have sent me a message and I read your grow question here on the podcast and you feel like I owe you a pack of seeds and you have not gotten them, please send me a reminder email. Put the word prizes in the subject line. Send me an email. Say, hey, Rasta Jeff, you owe me seeds. Let me know what episode I read your message in and then send me a real name and a shipping address. When you send me a shipping address, please send me a real name. I say this a lot. I don't want to send seeds to Bong Smoker 5000. I don't like sending seeds to uh, Ganja Farmer 420, Stoner Dave 56. I try to avoid all of that stuff. Let's put a real name on the box. The USPS is getting curious. I do not want any of those packages to get opened because there's a weird name on them. So let's help each other out. Also, your mailman knows your real name. They're delivering mail to your real name, Bob Smith, Bob Smith every day. And then you get one package. It says Ganja Bob 5000. They know there's something weird in that package. So let's just put a real name on there, put a real safe address on there. And I do look forward to getting your prizes out. If you've gotten prizes, now is the time to start posting those photos of the progress. If you're growing any Irie genetic strains, I would appreciate it if you join us on the Discord server. And in the Discord server, there's a tab for every strain that I have put out. Most of the strains are on there. Some of them are under the new and unreleased tab. But if you scroll through the tabs, there's a blueberry butcher, big mountain fudge cake. Uh, It goes alphabetically. I'm trying to keep up. But if you go down and go alphabetically, almost every strain is listed on the Discord. You can click on that strain. You can look at the current photos and grow reports that are up there. And I highly encourage you to post your grow progress in those tabs. That does a lot of things for us. Then new growers that want to grow that strain, they can go there and have a conversation with people growing that plant. 
They can say, hey, I'm growing Big Mountain Fudge Cake. Let's go to the Discord and look. And they can see all the previous grows that people are doing. They can talk about which phenotypes they got, how long they took, uh, what anomalies they saw, if the plant needed any extra feeding or attention. That should all be right there in the Discord. So I invite you and encourage you to come join us on the Discord server. Also, people who post impressive photos on the Discord end up with free seeds because I want more impressive photos. So join us on the Discord, post those grow report photos, and maybe, just maybe, I will send you more free seeds. All right, now let's talk about the important part of this podcast. Let's talk about adjusting our grow room from the summer conditions to the upcoming winter conditions. I am in Colorado. For the past three months, it has been 90 degrees. In the next week, it is going to shift from 90 degrees to about 65 degree days very quickly here. That means I need to make adjustments in my grow space. How am I going to compensate for the drop in temperatures? The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to remove my air conditioner. I don't need the air conditioner in that grow space right now. It is already cold enough, so the air conditioner is coming out. To replace that air conditioner, I'm going to hang up a 1,000 watt high pressure sodium lamp, and that is going to keep my grow space warm. A lot of people say, bro, you're a dinosaur, that's old technology. Yes, I agree, but here in Colorado, Last year, we got about negative 15, negative 17 degrees, and that is freaking cold. Having that HPS lamp in my room will help keep the room warm when it gets that cold, and also, it's adding more light. I could put a heater in there, but all the heater is going to do is make more heat. I can put a light in there, use the light to generate heat, use the heat to heat the room, and I'm getting more light. So that is my strategy. I took out the air conditioner and I've added one big light to create some heat in that grow room. If it doesn't get warm enough, guess what? I'll add another light in there because a, a heater, in my opinion, is a great idea, but that's just heat. If I can get two things out of making heat, why not make light, increase the amount of light in the room? That's what the plants want anyway. So I'm going to use those grow lights to keep the grow room warm. The next thing I did was I took out the dehumidifier. I don't need that dehumidifier right now. It's not super hot outside. I'm not getting super high uh, humid conditions in the room. Instead, since it is cold and dry outside, I am now adding a humidifier. So I've swapped my cold source for a heat source, and now I've swapped my dehu for a hue. Those are the big major shifts that I have done in that room. Now, I don't know how you have your ducting set up, but if you are in the right environment, in the right place, maybe you can turn your ducting around and bring in some of that cool air and cool that hot room if you've got a hot room. So these are just a couple of basic ideas that I think about when winter starts coming. Let's turn off that air conditioner. Let's hang up another light. Let's get rid of the dehumidifier and add a humidifier. I don't know your grow room and I don't know your situation, but let's think about ways we can optimize that grow room for the seasons. Another thing to think about is, are your plants on the floor in your grow space? Think about it this way. That floor, if you've got a grow room in a basement, if you've got a grow room in a garage, a room that's not insulated, how cold is that floor getting? Can you take off your shoes and socks and stand on that floor comfortably? If you can't, the plants cannot either. That is like having their feet or their balls sitting on a cold floor. And then we're going to add water to that pot. Now we got cold, wet feet and balls on a cold floor. Those plants are not going to be happy. My advice is to lift those plants up off the ground some way. Either build a little table, build a tray, or if you've just got a few plants, a very easy method is to buy more pots of the same size and flip them upside down. If you got a three-gallon pot, get another three-gallon pot. Flip it upside down and put your plant right on top of that. Now your plant is up off of the ground and actually a little bit closer to the light, which may be a good thing for you. So think about those plant roots. Are they cold? Are they going to get real cold when you water? Another thing to consider is how cold is the water that you are feeding these plants? 
My water pipes run uh, along the outside of my house, so when it's cold outside, the water coming out is naturally freaking cold. I like to run that water, fill up my containers, whether it's a trash can, some buckets, or a reservoir, whatever you're using, fill that up, and then I put it in the grow room under the grow lights for several hours to warm up. That way, when I water it, that water is not super cold. I would not recommend feeding water colder than 69 or 70 degrees to our plants. That will have detrimental effects to the plants. So let's think about the ways that we can utilize and optimize our grow room for this seasonal change. Another thing we can think about is, what are you doing with the heat from your grow space? If the grow space is warm enough and you need to get rid of some of that heat, are you ducting that, that heat into a living space within the house? Don't send the heat right out the house, outside, out the attic, outside through a window or something. It's cold. We need that heat. You can utilize that heat. You paid for it. Uh, however, if the light generated the heat, if the heater generated the heat, you're paying for it via electricity. So let's put that heat into the house somewhere, shoot it into a bedroom, shoot it into the bathroom. If that's what you got to do, let's warm up some part of the house. Uh, maybe you're growing mushrooms in another room, shoot that heat into the mushroom room, or maybe shoot that excess heat into your veg area. But let's not shoot heat out of the house while it's fucking cold in the winter season. Another thing to keep in mind is when are you running these lights? In the summer, my flower room comes on at nighttime because I don't want to compete with the sunshine. I know it's easier to keep my grow room cool at night because the sun's not up. I don't need the grow lights and the sun creating heat. So when the sun goes down, that's when my grow room comes on in the summer. Are you going to switch those hours in the winter so that the lights are on during the day and then you get that cold at night so you can get it extra cold in the grow space? How are you going to utilize the change in the seasons to make your grow room ideal <clears throat> also, excuse me for clearing my throat there. I'm not even going to edit. We're going to keep moving because I'm on a flow. Another thing to think about is daylight savings time is coming up. I don't know if we're even still going to do that in America. Is that still a thing? But I know that it's coming. You spring forward and you fall back. It is just about time to fall back. Are you going to set your timers on daylight savings time now? Or do you plan to wait until daylight savings time comes and then adjust your timers? Or are you just going to forget about daylight savings time altogether in your grow and let it ride and just be whatever time it is in there and let that rock? That is something to think about now because all of these things are approaching rapidly. The seasons are going to change quickly, especially here in Colorado. The further east you go, the more quickly things are changing. I've got friends on the east coast that are already talking about it's getting cold. Everybody's chopping down their outdoor plants. Maybe that's something else we should talk about really quickly. Have you chopped down your outdoor plants? Are you ready? Are you prepared? Get out there and get those going because it's going to get cold, it's going to get frosty, and your outdoor plants are going to be screwed very soon unless you've got some sort of warmth or shelter for them. All right, you guys, I think that covers the uh, seasonal switch that I wanted to talk about. I got to talk about Skankfest. We got to talk about switching our rooms for the grow season. So friends and foes, smokers, growers, clone cutters, pollen chuckers, all of you beautiful cannabis enthusiasts out there, I do want to thank you once again for listening to a quick and short episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. I'll get my voice and my health back in action. We'll do a solid show for next week. I'll be back in about a week with fresh new content. Thank you for listening. Make sure you check out the Patreon campaign at patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. If you guys have any grow questions, make sure you send those grow questions to the grow help tab on iregenetics.com. Make sure you check out the Patreon campaign at patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. And anything else, if you have any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, I would love to hear from you. My email address is growfromyourheart at hotmail.com. That is all I've got for you for this episode. Like I said a moment ago, I'll be back next week with fresh new content. I want to give a big shout out to my friend, Never Ever Even. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me.
Master Jeff, you bad motherfucker. Big up yourself every time, Master Jeff. Sit back, hug them up, we relax, hold up. 